Hello, 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 guys. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. Uh, it's a special edition uh, on a um, on a weekday, a very interesting weekday. And the reason why we're not doing a, we're not going to do about a political podcast, we're not doing news of the week, but we are going doing news of the week. The reason I said we are not doing news of the week is we're not going to be talking about all the political global news that has happened in India and US like we customarily do. But we're going to talk about a very significant thing that happened in the city of Chicago, the city I call my uh, second most favorite city in America after Houston, uh, where there was a resolution that uh, uh, was tried, they tried to pass a resolution through the Chicago City Council, um, which was called the Chicago India Resolution by some, and it will take it down with us. Uh, I have a fantastic panel who is going to, we're going to all talk about who've worked on, uh, who've observed what has happened in Chicago, who have closely worked with many groups and who have a lot to say on this. So together with me, I have uh, Sachin Tripathi, who is in Chicago, is in the IT industry since 2015 and is also volunteering with an organization that uh, serves the Pakistani refugees that are in India. Uh, I also have with me Kiran Gajendra, who has um, been in Chicago for a while. He's a network and a security engineer, um, is attached to the city of Chicago, like I would say I am as well, and has worked very closely with organizations on uh, this uh, uh, this uh, sort of issue that they are fighting. And um, uh, also with me is Sushir Shakti, who is from um, who is in based in Chicago as well, so mechanical engineer, and uh, as is a science enthusiast and is observe like a foodie like me as well as he likes to call himself but closely observes the things in chicago so we have three chicago natives and me i call myself an unofficial uh, chicago sort of uh, you know fan enthusiast uh, to talk about this so why don't i start with you sachin first um, can you explain what is the chicago india resolution what is our 2020 um, 583 and, and to give our viewers uh, it was a, the first version of this document was 10 pages long and was filled with all sorts of insane claims then which, which was shortened to three pages and they very surreptitiously tried to uh, pass it so uh, but it got failed uh, it got defeated by 26 to 18 today so sachin can you uh, explain that to our listeners so uh Chicago India resolution is a name given by the supporters of this resolution who wants to uh, defame India uh, outside India. So the go with the title, it says honoring India's democracy and blah, blah, blah. And when you go to the details, it criticizes India with all those uh, terms like no democracy in India, like uh, citizenship amendment, amendment bill, Kashmir, and all these things. So all those political points, which uh, I would say uh, you will hear from opposition parties in India, all those points are being, I mean, all those things are part of this resolution. Just in the title, it says they are honoring India's democracy. So and, it is and, a... And correct me if I'm wrong, the R 2020 was passed in a close or they tried to pass it close to the Independence Day. And they had honoring Independence Day and the modify that was 10 pages long. Uh, I'm sorry, R 2020 was 10 pages long. And then the S um, SO 2020, which was three pages long, which was a sort of a modified version, they tried to pass during the Republic Day. Yes. Right. So so what what changed? I mean, first of all, uh, all the um, I, I would say the 
even the so had some extremely problematic statements but the r apart from the problematic statements also had some wild claims that had no substantiation so uh, you know what motivated them to even and these are elected city councilmen and why should city of chicago be talking about this which is not even factual i think they are not aware there has hmm. been some lobbied there has been some vested interest groups because we spoke to the elder men and women they hmm. were not aware about all these things hmm. they were claiming all these uh, articles and some of the organization came to them so the main sponsor of this organization they were saying that their uh, local resident came to them and they say that uh, their family members are threatened but hmm. actually it was a lobby it was a campaign in my understanding hmm. so that 10 pages resolution was completely bigoted i think they realized that and they they were forced to change so they like reduced it to four pages the earlier claims were really far fetched they cannot go with that yeah like uh, and i'm i'm going to go to uh, kiran next and one of the claims in r 202583 the one from last year was uh, nearly 2 million uh, people were left off state citizenship rolls and a nationwide expansion of this policy could strip hundreds of millions of people disproportionately muslims oppressed castes women indigenous groups known as collectively as adivasis and lgbtq plus communities of their citizenship rights creating stateless individuals with no option to be renaturalized where are they getting these facts from i mean i have not read any official document that says this uh yes uh, uh, uh as sachin men- mentioned this was completely bigoted say mm-hmm. they they did use the keywords right so this keywords is where the locals uh, uh, get their uh, 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 like narrate narration from so mm-hmm. they used uh, uh, lgbtq whereas indian government has passed the transgender bill in 2016 mm-hmm. and uh, they have promoted transgender uh, in public and uh, private sectors so it's completely contrary to what this resolution is talking about mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, completely baseless there's no statistics there's no uh, truth to it uh, they have tried to get the resolution which was passed in seattle with mm-hmm. the same language mm-hmm. and uh, they thought that uh, 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 they will pass this without anybody's notice uh, so they kind of uh, uh, wanted to get this uh, in, into the consent calendar so the consent calendar is nothing but uh, the entire city of chicago council can pass a resolution without uh, discuss, without having a discussion and without having the resolution uh, updated on their official website so uh, the language you put it will it doesn't matter so 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 they they removed this language in the uh, in the updated resolution which they tried to uh, you know pass and even even there they tried to somehow in uh, have uh, kashmir inserted into this they certainly tried to put assam into this i mean uh, it, it's just uh, unbelievable and uh, and you know assam is going to elections right now it votes in a few days in a few weeks you know what are they trying to do are they trying to you know make a point saying oh my god we say something or are they afraid that assam might actually not vote like what they want assam to vote they might actually end up you know voting uh, voting to, for a party that they might not agree with and might get bjp into power again and so okay let us just hurriedly say that people in assam have a problem and so forth so i i mean i, I don't understand this logic right so uh, shishir i want to come to you and then i'll go back to sachin what are your initial thoughts about this 
initial thought being uh, i think something happens in the west and uh, then that becomes a fodder for a lot of politics in the east mm. india so my takeaway is that uh, when they use crude words like uh, hindu nationalists extremist hindus uh, they attach uh, religion and they try to demonize one set of people uh, for understanding what the repercussions are going to be so uh, my take is that uh, they really wanted to do something like that they wanted uh, to put uh, or paint a bad picture uh, about india and uh, the people of india and uh, this is precisely what they wanted to do with this resolution it's pretty evident with with the the two resolution copies uh, you know that's out there Hmm, absolutely no i i think it's, it's it's a bigger sort of a problem i feel uh, because uh, because what is happening is that you when you uh, when you try to attach when you're talking about local governance right the indian the indian community might locally have some different issues but you are trying to sort of take a very international narrative and put it on local uh, on a local uh, sort of governance debate right i mean can you imagine in india if if um, the andabal municipal corporation kolapur municipal corporation darjeeling i mean cities like in india start debating uh, uh, the merits and demerits of policies in america right i am not saying that no one should have a position on it have a position on it but what is this rubbish about city resolutions right that's, so that's first thing and i mean that got defeated and and, and that's why that's why i'm making the point because a lot of people say ke are you are you only make this point when the resolutions uh, get you know passed you're not making the point when it's defeated no i'm saying even when this resolution i'm glad it got defeated i'm glad that those 26 council uh, people uh, voted uh, uh, against the resolution but what is interesting is if you look at the first draft they said something about president trump's policies were mirrored by prime minister narendra modi in india and then they removed it from the second draft i don't think that existed but what the hell so for the i'm glad it was removed from the second draft but there are a few people who thought it was sensible to put it in the first draft like what is the evidence of this so what do you what would you say to them such i think they were trying to use the hate against trump Hmm. and they wanted to hang that head in modi's head, modi's neck you think they were capitalizing on when there was a uh, uh, trump sort of a anti trump narrative going on with the 2020 elections in mind and they were trying to sort of paint india with the same brush exactly so they wanted to use that and hmm. i think some vested interest groups find it easy because if they don't use this narrative they have to explain each and everything so the what could be the simple way just equate trump with modi and their job is done half done so that exactly they wanted to say and what is interesting is a lot of cities actually used the last year to pass their resolution because it was an election electorally charged environment so maybe they thought that democrats would vote along go along party lines republicans would go along party lines and were hoping that this would become a partisan issue but it's not you know india has always had a bipartisan consensus so what do you think what do you guys think like uh, is this going to send out a message to many other city councils because they tried to do this in seattle and san francisco and they passed a version of it in those cities right which huani but they tried to do it so does it send out a message to cities that don't just listen to five lobby groups who come and call you on behalf of one organization definitely uh, i mean yeah i'll just first <laughs> uh the aldermen themselves right uh, they have been realizing this it's a waste of time for them uh today if uh, uh, if anybody gets a chance to listen to the public comments right so uh, majority of the uh, council members they said that like we don't know what's happening in 8000 years uh, 
land and we don't understand the concept of uh, their culture or their uh, nature and uh, why are we even spending time on discussion which we don't have no grip about or mm-hmm. no say about and they mm-hmm. rather than uh, focusing on local issues like chicago is so uh, uh, like during the pandemic it had pandemic issue it had shutdowns it had uh, blm uh, protest and it had christopher columbus protest so mm. during that uh, uh, specific time frame when the council members were completely strained out uh, mm. this resolution was introduced like and a couple of aldermen themselves pointed out that should i focus on local issues or should i even bother to know what's happening and they don't know the what the reality is they have no means of uh, understanding and uh, within the time frame they get and uh, mm-hmm. like what you said makes completely absolutely so so let me go to you shishir now uh, ultimately what do you take from this because i i am looking at both the text right it's we can't just look at what they tried to pass today and say that this was one off they the same people who sponsored this also sponsored that previous text so there were a few congressmen women who actually agreed with parts of or most of the nonsense that was written in the in the resolution they tried to pass with you know prior to the independence day so how how do you view this right uh, what is your take on that i feel that some people in this country uh, and uh, there are there's a good amount of people from the indian american community also uh, they are absolutely frustrated about the mandate of india they are frustrated about the current administration the dispensation in india and uh, they are it's very unsettling for them uh, that uh, a grassroots level worker has become the prime minister of india uh, that's not going well, that's not boding well with them so Oh, what they really try to do is uh, like uh, kiran mentioned uh, they try to project their problems on us they say that india is doing an apartheid on people there they say that uh, there is systemic racism there they so they look at it from a white man's lens and then they project their problems on us and this was very uh, you know uh, it was spoken very clearly today one of the aldermen even said that you are uh, misappropriating our problems uh, the alderman said that you can't just say that as apartheid in india how can you say that mm-hmm. and you now it's, it's like this happened because the indian community bought this to the attention of all the aldermen here that you know what they're saying is misrepresentation and misinformation so people it it is certainly a big win for the indian community the indo american community i i have to give uh, to all the indian american organizations in chicago because they found the language to be problematic and they raised the issue with the councilman and i would urge everyone who is listening to this podcast wherever to take that step and let them know because a lot of them the the other side who wants to pass a narrative about india that you don't agree with make themselves heard with the alderman and the councilman and the councilwomen right so uh, you have to you have to make sure that the right side is also heard and that both sides are given an a, a fair hearing also another thing is see it's always always very convenient to play you know with broad uh, sort of uh, strokes so they tried to tie kashmir to what sort of uh, you know all sorts of thing i i interestingly saw in 2020 the resolution president trump's name almost came like three or four times uh 
President Biden just finished a, a very productive quad meeting with Prime Minister Narendra Modi. He has reaffirmed his um, uh, sort of commitment to Indo-US relationship. Are they also going to write President Biden's name in the resolution? No, they won't because President Biden might belong to a party that they agree with a little more than the Republican Party. So, you know, it, it almost seems like because um, and I'm by no means a Trump supporter. I'm, an, I'm talking as an analyst. As an analyst, it almost seems like because in 2020, Chicago does vote 70% Democrat, 30% Republican. They tried to say that, oh, let's just make it about, you know, Trump and Modi, Trump and Modi, and this will pass. But now in 2021, now that President Trump's name has been removed, suddenly, you know, they didn't know what to do. So um, what do you think, Sachin? And what do you, you work closely with Pakistani refugees and in, in Pakistani Hindu refugees in India, right? right. Who, who suffer a lot. I mean, Mindmakers carried a report last week about a Pakistani Hindu journalist being shot dead um, in while he was at a barber shop, I think, getting a haircut. Um, what what do you make when you see ma them making these comments about CAA and NRC and that uh, CAA which guarantees uh, right uh, citizenship to uh, Pakistani Hindus or many persecuted minorities in other, other, other countries? What do you make of that? Actually, this is very ironic. When you see there are more than 30,000 persecuted minorities uh, mm. living in refugee camps in India, mm. in different parts. Some mm. live in Rajasthan, I mean, Jaipur, Jodhpur, some live close to Delhi, Majnu Katila, some mm. live in Bhopal, and they are given state visa. Earlier it was district visa. So I regularly talk to them. Mm. And their problems are not covered by any international media. So this mm. is like a big tragedy because the other side, I mean, you will see a lot of reports for uh, in support of uh, Rohingyas, but there are no reports on these people. And all those so-called human rights organizations, they never cover their stories. Mm -hmm. Their stories are so tragic. Some some person was telling me that their, their women and girls were not uh, uh, safe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if uh, our audience know that mm -hmm. all Hindu or Christian, they have to maintain two identities in Pakistan. Oh, I I myself had no idea about this. I mean, I spoke to them. They maintain two identities. One alternate proxy Muslim name to, to live in Pakistan. Otherwise, it will be difficult for them to go to a public place. And that is happening in all top cities. Peshawar, Karachi, Islamabad. In those cities, if they go, they have to use their Muslim name. They cannot go with their original name. So this kind of irony human rights crisis is happening already to them. But nobody is talking about it. So if you talk about CA, they are actually attacking the human rights of those persecuted minorities. Mm. So I had to spoke about, I had to speak about that. And that, that's, that was the message I conveyed to uh, the aldermen of my ward. So maybe, maybe uh, the lady who, since the, I, I had no idea about the minority uh, thing, but uh, the uh, uh, maybe the person who sponsored was one of the leading sort of voices of this. Maybe she has she should bring a, um, a thing about Pakistani Hindus as well because she talked something about apartheid or something. And if 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 I mean. I, I am astounded that she actually gave the example of apartheid to try and see why more uh, uh, more people should uh, uh, vote for the resolution. It is un unbelievable that someone would bring such a wild sort of uh, uh, connection when there is absolutely nothing of that sort happening in India. And um, let me let me ask you this then, Kiran. Um, 
clearly there is some sort of misinformation being spread right there is misinformation about india being spread and there is misinformation being uh, sort of conflated with political ideological points made in america and they try to draw broad brush narrative when because the right and left thing that happens here doesn't even apply to india right because in india there are more than a thousand political parties right so where where the heck would they classify most of them i mean i mean right now there are elections going on in tamil nadu where would they classify the dmk or kamal hasan's party i mean what are they talking you, you can't just use the same democrat republican narrative to use in india so is it also incumbent upon a lot of indian voices to talk a little bit about this uh yes definitely i mean one they definitely don't know uh, the way india functions like mm-hmm. when you uh when you take the issue when you take the topics and when you talk to these elder men and elder women right mm-hmm. so uh like when uh, sachin spoke about the uh, pakistani hindus and the issues they faced they were astonished and mm-hmm. some of them yeah they don't know what's happening in india or uh, uh, the neighboring uh, theocratic countries of india mm-hmm. uh so indian community uh, uh like sp- spreading that awareness right that's one of the crucial uh, points that we have to uh, take up and mm-hmm. we have to educate them educate them in the sense since they're not aware about uh, uh, the policies and the culture and the kind of environment we have back home uh, mm-hmm. they 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 have no clue about it and when a resolution like this comes up uh, they're so much busy with their other work uh, they don't get time to even read the resolution like some of them they didn't even know the resolution existed or like yeah. what was the draft of it so no uh, and absolutely and first of all credit to all the people who actually brought out the flaws in the first draft i shudder to think if that that nonsense had been passed uh you know to that and i would urge everyone to read the draft of that resolution r202583 it is shocking it is scary at what uh, sort of the um, things that were said so kudos to the indian american community of chicago for uh, you know st- uh, uh, opposing that but shishan let me bring you into for a larger point um, we have seen this in uh, the states of washington in california in san francisco seattle and stuff like that do you see the same vested interest groups trying to pass it in uh, you know the state of new york maybe in a city there in a city resolution there and are we to assume since the their global narrative or the national narrative has failed they are trying to do make it a more localized issue and try and engage the community that way because the national newspapers don't i mean i'm not saying new york times and washington post don't they obviously do it but even there some of their reporters have moved beyond the usual rhetoric i mean they still do rhetoric but they are doing it different topics this resolution is trying to broad brush many topics from kashmir to ca to others so what do you see happening in the days to come or months to come well in the days to come uh, i'm sure it's going to show up in a lot of cities major cities and uh, you just took some names new york city maybe even new jersey you know i think it's already popular there uh so it's going to come yes i'll not stop there i'll go a step ahead and i'm going to say that maybe many more things are going to come back in cities where they've already passed resolutions so, um, i would request your viewers to you know sort of be vigilant at all the times and uh, keep a close eye on what what's happening at their city council level because see this is how they project this what they say is that this is coming from the grassroots what are we to do 
right? And what are the aldermans who live this far away from India supposed to do when these organizations and the lobbies who have successfully managed to keep good relations with them, which unfortunately Indian Americans have, you know, not been very successful sometimes, you know, they've kept good relations. They go and then they say these things that the LGBT community has been suppressed in India, that, uh, you know, there is really uh, all of these things happening with minorities are being subjugated and all of that. Pogrom, Delhi riots, you know, so how this that, you know, and when they actually go there and then they have these so many citations from Washington Post, New York Times, BBC, the aldermans are bound to listen to them because, you know, they, they sort of have people living in their wards. So I completely blame the aldermans here. I blame these vested interests, the groups especially. Um, they spin these narratives, of far, be it farmer protest, every law that gets passed in the Indian parliament becomes a contentious issue. Oh, I, I'm, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure farmer's protest is going to show up. Uh, uh, if you know, there, they're trying to sort of um, pull a very one-sided narrative where they are actually only talking to people who might have relatives here who belong to one or two states in India. There are farmers in all Indian states. And by, by no means is this protest homogeneous. I'm not denying that not all of them have issues. Many of them may have issues, but the central government has come to talk to them like 14 or 15 times and they've refused talks, right? So you cannot say that the government is not engaging them. And in India, the narrative has moved beyond that now. Now they, they people are wanting a resolution because you cannot just say one-sided and um, uh, this is when people, climate change activists talk about parts of the farmers movement, when parts of the farmers movement about stubble burning and stuff is actually harming the uh, climate and they don't talk about that, you know, it just shows their hypocrisy. And if they tag that along with resolutions, that is even more sort of uh, problematic. But Kiran, I want to come to you and then to Sachin. Um, what would be your key takeaway from this, this whole exercise that you saw that, you know, if one, if I were to ask you two or three things that you took away? Uh, yeah, one thing is, uh, uh, I, I would second uh, uh, Shashir, uh, when they introduce this kind of resolutions in one uh, uh, state, right, they target mm -hmm. like a couple of cities, like small counties to bigger cities, like uh, mm -hmm. If you look at Seattle, Seattle and Redmond, both of them passed the resolution. So mm -hmm. I would say the neighboring uh, council members should also be careful because they communicate each, with each other and they have a very good uh, uh, relationship. And it's easy to introduce in the neighboring cities. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one uh, takeaway. And second thing is be in touch with your local aldermans, uh, talk to them, uh, provide them some information, always uh, uh, have a good bonding because... Uh, they're also working for the community mm -hmm. and uh, there's nothing wrong if they know uh, what's happening in India and uh, we can always uh, share our thoughts and uh, details with them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Sachin? Uh, what are you saying? I would say that especially Indian Americans don't hide behind the identity of just South American, sorry, uh, South Asian, mm -hmm. because if you are just using that identity, probably you will not be able to understand a lot of things happening against India. Hmm. Because hmm. if you use that narrative, there will be lost of things will be lost. A lot of narratives, you know, you, you, know, you will not understand hmm. that what is important for India. Hmm. So at least you have your identity as Indian American. That is important. Hmm. And also, I mean, you have to be vigilant about what is going around the society because nobody cares. I mean, a lot of Indian American living in Chicago was not aware back in 
uh, August or September mm. that such resolution is in the city. Mm. Mm. It got popularized in recent last two, three months when Chicago Tribune and Su Chicago Sun Times, they started writing in uh, support of it. Oh, in so support it, of this? Yes. Okay. So did they write it as an editorial or did, did a columnist come on it? And... It was mostly op-ed and okay. just uh -huh. one-sided story. Uh, absolutely. That is the narrative India sadly has been and I've been shouting from the rooftops. Guys, write for, write for portals, write for all portals uh, that cover Indo-American issues, guys. Write for, you can write for us, you can write for any other portal you want to. Go and ask the offices of the newspapers why they wouldn't publish you and publish those damn emails and say that this is what I, uh, you know, tried to tell and they won't carry my, my side of the narrative. So here is my piece. Because if we don't speak up for what we believe in and we don't speak up for what is factual, then rubbish is going to get circulated again and again and again and again. Right. And so are they also hiding under this guise of these op-eds saying, use, trying to use these op-eds as facts and not really go by reports? Do you see that happening? It does. It yeah. actually does, yeah. And they, there, there are a few Indian portals that they use probably to, you know, justify their uh, one-sided narrative and stuff on this. But um, Shishir, let's 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 take this a step further, right? Let's let's look let's look beyond just the resolution. Isn't this a very important victory for the Indian community? Let's talk about the 26 people that actually support uh, supported the Indian community, Indian American community, and actually opposed this resolution, right? And uh, isn't this terrific that when people made calls, people went and saw their older men and older women and they made it, made sure of it. So would you like the Indian Americans to do it in other cities, even when such resolutions aren't passed, to go to them with the right narrative so that they are not being fed mis misinformation? Absolutely. And I'm very glad that you put it that way. Uh, <laughs> the older men's have supported the Indian American people in their wards. <laughs> supported Indian government or the Prime Minister of India, you know, so very clear distinction here. Exactly. The Americans in their respective cities and their safety can be at the stake if a narrative as such gets passed. Yeah. Let's think about it, right? So uh, when the pandemic hit us, hmm. narrative about uh, the Asians spread, there was hate against Asians. You think uh, uh, the the Asian hit started uh, when this guy picked the gun and went into that spa. No, it takes time. It takes that momentum. It gains momentum. Some crooked guy has to, you know, then go and do something like that. So I would say that the Indian Americans have to speak up for themselves and for their safety because the Aldermans have no clue what's happening. And we should be a little more active, not with politics, but with what's happening in the community. Absolutely. And if you like some initiative of the Indian government, that does not mean that it all hell breaks rules. I think what they're trying to do with passing these resolution is makes if someone supports a certain um, uh, initiative of the government or if someone, you know, says they support the prime minister, they're saying, oh, how dare you do that? Look what the city of Chicago said this in the resolution about the prime minister or about the government in India. And which is, of course, fraudulent. So that is why these resolutions need to be defeated. They, they shouldn't matter. First of all, they shouldn't be happening. But that they are being happening, one should defeat them also. Like, so th those are two different debates that are uh, sort of taking place. So, you know, that, that, is, that is sort of the narrative now. 
Sachin, let's let's look at it from a um, American political standpoint. Right. I hate India has always been a bilateral issue. I don't think it is Democrats versus Republicans. And you saw today also that counts aldermen and aldermen from both parties, I believe, uh, or both sides of the see some Chicago is so democratic that within the Democratic Party also there are two sides of the aisle. So exactly. <laughs> I, I would say that from both sides of the aisle, uh, they they sort of supported them. So do you see that consensus now that we are out of an election year, more and more of the old narrative on India resuming? I think so. Now people are trying to understand. It's not like they, I mean, earlier there was an attempt through this resolution to divide Democrat versus Republican, and they wanted to fit this American politics into India's context, mm. but that failed. So now I think people are understanding the issues instead of understanding the politics and who is associated with whom. Uh, I remember one all the one of the elder women quoted this thing that okay Trump did rally with Modi and that was the only issue she has with this so I mean that was the only point she got to support this resolution and they they don't know anything about it what is written over there that yeah. was the only point she had and so, that's what yeah I mean so I think after this defeat I think since the most of the Democrats who yeah. voted against this resolution so I think this myth this uh, fake campaign, false narrative campaign is defeated. I think it will set an example for the longer time. I, I, I certainly hope so, because it shouldn't be, India shouldn't be a partisan issue. Uh, Kiran, you were telling me before we started recording the podcast that some of the statements that they were made by the <laughs> council, aldermen and aldermen who were trying to support the resolution were quite frankly uh, counterfactual and hilarious, right? So would you like to elaborate on what narrative they were trying to spread? Because I, I want our listeners to know, because not everyone is going to go and see the proceedings, right? So what were you trying to, uh, you know, sort of say? Uh, yes. Uh, so uh, like Sachin brought up one point, right? The, the uh, One of the elder women who was supporting the resolution, uh, she was just supporting because uh, she thought that uh, Trump is a very close friend to Modi mm. and uh, um, on a tangent, I mean, uh, it's any uh, country's uh, responsibility that you work with any, uh, uh, I mean, the other country's uh, president and... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed how they forget how close President Obama and Prime Minister Narendra Modi were. I mean, heck, President Obama is, was, remains a Chicago native. I mean, from the same city, he, he was probably closer to Prime Minister Modi than President Trump was. They did a podcast or something together. Yes. I think they wrote a piece together. They called each other, you know, my friend Barack, my friend Narendra. That's what they, how it I mean, what the hell? If the people of America were to elect Donald Trump, what does Prime Minister Modi do? Like, go, should he go and talk to Chuck Schumer instead? I mean, what rubbish is that? So, uh, so yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, please go on. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, even during Obama's book release, uh, his personal book release, he did mention Modi in one of his uh, book releases too. So they failed to understand that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they use, uh, just to confuse people, right? They use mm -hmm. words like extremist, gaslighting, uh, nationalist, uh, though uh, the concept of understanding is completely different, yeah. they look look things from Western lens rather than mm. look it from a Indic lens or Indian lens, mm. and uh, they totally fail to understand. And when they quote those narrations, right, it's uh, it becomes hilarious for sure. Like uh, how one of the elder women's uh, 
did uh, like she's supporting it because our fellow member is supporting the resolution so that's our say yeah like, no, no. and, and I, i want to know where does left and right stand in american context um in the 1971 war uh, indira gandhi was uh, you know when which led to the creation of bangladesh was right on national security but then she is the same person who also inserted the word socialist in the in the indian constitution so where does that make her in the american context in india and i'm, I'm not a fan of you know her in, in, in inserting the word socialist in the uh, in the preamble uh, i don't understand this though where um, why why is this urge of looking at every country as bipolar you know it, uh, uh, or you know having sort of a bipolitical that everything is left or right because in india what does it mean if someone says he's a dharmik does that make him politically left or politically right like you cannot you cannot just you know uh, do that what might be right of center in gujarat is it the same right of center in jammu and kashmir i am not so sure right so um, how, how do you so shishir as someone like all of us have spent significant amount of time in united states right and we do see united states being more polarized than it was ever was on political lines um you do see a lot of conspiracy theories both on the left and right being significantly more on the right but on the left as well being sort of done but there is no you can't just have a left right context so how would you sort of put your perspective there absolutely uh, i think uh, it's got a lot to do with the philosophical training of course you know mm-hmm. so not everything works in binaries and uh, like especially for us indians uh, it's there's a lot of gray area so like you know there's someone who for seen mahabharata and you know ramayana and all of that so we understand the gray area you know mm-hmm. sometimes feel that uh, that is lacking because you see uh, when they speak about indian politics uh, they, uh, modi is a right winger but then modi happens to have economic policies that are very very you know uh, social socialist sometimes uh, and if you look at uh, or bjp's uh, a perspective towards uh, lgbt or even rss for that matter you know they are pretty open about it i mean what kind of right wing in any western country or in any you know european speaks like that so it's it's it, they clearly don't they they they, they were i i i mean post the section 377 restriction being lifted i think the government welcomed it right so uh, uh, and it happened during this government but you know but that, that's the thing right they try to juxtapose this in a very uh, american sort of narrative but but moving to like the the closing points and summarization of this debate i'll start with you sachin how would you summarize the whole thing what happened why was it a big day for the indian american community and what is you know what to see in the days to come yeah i mean so many things like even it is hard to digest whether this resolution which was funded and supported by so many big organization got defeated i would say that truth trumps i mean you have to stay with the truth and i think indian american have should speak up on the issues they should not get afraid of like being non political all the time and the second part is uh, in america people are open to listen to other point others point of view that is one of the good thing so i think you have to reach out to your local office elected officials and talk about you know your perspective also you just don't go with whatever there in the media mm. fascinating kiran what about you uh 
it's definitely an eye opener uh, uh, i mean the, some vested interest groups plan is to introduce this in 50 plus cities and uh, how this resolutions can be turned into a bill so there is a clause into that and how of the like one of their agendas is to uh, break the bridge between india and us and uh, on a longer aspect uh, there will be repercussions if we like don't look into it uh, in a certain manner i think they want india to be they want us to be close to india only if india elects the political party they like to be in power that's true yes and, and they don't want india to do that the same way to us <laughs> if, if india reaches out when a political party they don't like is in power in us oh my god that is a problem ultimately india and us the relationship is not going anywhere they both need each other with a rising china india does india is seen as a counter to by us to counterweight by them and with the rising quad i don't think it is going to change under joe biden ha ek cheez zarur ho sakta hai ki there will be a few organizations who will try and make noise but i don't think the us government personally is going to change any position on that ashishir any closing comments before i wrap up the podcast sure uh, i think uh, this victory speaks a lot uh, for the indian americans across uh, you know uh, what region of india they come from uh, i say so because uh, indians are generally very docile and defensive defensive not because we are supposed to be defensive because there are these huge organizations with so much power and money they make us feel like we should be defensive but when you scratch the surface you realize that these lions are just cats so you know when indians speak up they they actually succeed so i think that's why this is very important it's a, it has been a huge roadblock for them as the as the cliche goes the proof in the proof is the proof in the pudding is eating it right so uh, 26 26 18 was how the resolution um, was uh, voted uh, against and uh, uh, 26 people 26 older men and older women uh, agreed with the indian narrative um, and ultimately they tried to pass and i don't by indian narrative i don't mean the indian government narrative but the, the narrative of the indian americans and what they feel about um, you know india a country they are many of whom were born in and a country many of whose parents were born in and a lot of them if not all are very closely connected with so it was a it, it was a searing statement i think on that the fact that the, the resolution went from 10 pages of utter nonsense to 3 pages and then from 3 pages to being defeated even in this form tells you volumes of what the chicago indian um, uh, community uh, has has achieved um, if you if you agree with Uh, you know them right to them if you disagree guys right to us as well tell us where you disagree with and we so who knows we might change our perspective if you convince us otherwise or we would hope to try, we want to engage ultimately and not be given dictates on what you know xyz thinks is right so it should be right or xyz thinks it's wrong so it should be wrong ultimately when we all talk about free speech let's have a free flowing you know engagement and discussion but with that i uh no guys we normally do recommendations this week i'm not doing any recommendations this uh, this week but i want you guys to go and read the text of the resolutions and see what i read and why it's so problematic and i mean i i was talking to shishir earlier today and i was like make sure you resend it to me because i have read it and i was so enraged that time that i was like i have to reread it to get re-enraged again to see what was written but jokes apart um 
one uh, you know there is a serious battle of narrative that uh, is going on and make sure that your voices heard people uh, i would really like to thank sachin kiran and shishir for coming in thank you guys so much thank you, thank you. I, I, I hope you yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this discussion we'll be we'll be back uh, end of this week with more maybe we'll do a follow up on this uh, to see what was the reaction on the ground in chicago but uh, you know here's two thumbs up for all the all the indian americans in chicago who stood up for what they believed in so thank you guys and we'll be back and please do subscribe to mind makers we'll be back soon with a lot more um, a lot more cool discussions and debates thank you sure thank you